Hey guys, welcome to episode 220 of the JV Club with my guest, Ricky Lindholm. Uh, God, I really need to provide my own crowd applause more often. Um, I wanted to thank Bill for your wonderful uh, note comment on uh, on Facebook. And I want to thank Kendra and Holly for yours as well. I want to um, just spend the rest of this uh, short introduction uh, telling you guys, if you don't follow me on Twitter, first of all, please do. I'm just at Janet Varney. Second of all, uh, if you didn't see my couple of tweets about Chemda, um, she was was a past guest on the podcast, of course. She is also the co-host of Keith and the Girl podcast, and she has had some uh, pretty serious health issues come up, and she is a wonderful person. So um, if you have the opportunity, please check out the following website, youcaring.com. That's Y-O-U-C-A-R-I-N-G, youcaring.com backslash the girl. And that um, will have information on uh, what is going on and how you can help. So uh, that's that. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. I feel certain you will, because we're talking about Ricky Lindholm after all. Oh, and uh, Dana Gould, Nate Mooney, and I will be doing At Midnight on Tuesday, November 1st. Um, Those are all people who star on Stand Against Evil on IFC. Perhaps you've heard me mention it. So uh, check that out as well. Okay, guys, talk to you soon. Now entering... Nerdist.com I would start it so defiantly like no one's in danger here I'm like now is it dark and sexy enough for you is it mm-hmm. too dark I think it's like maybe the perfect lighting okay good I do I like it's it a, a little lot. having this recessed lighting is a little like it's a little I want to say it's a little sleep no more but I don't know if you've done sleep no more I haven't but I've done the other one what's was the other a, one there's one in London that's yes like the sequel to is it no cool more. it was fine it depends on whether you like I mean I well, didn't know I liked that stuff okay, so the reason I don't think it worked. I've never been to sleep no more. Yeah. But I've heard that you go around and you sort of know Macbeth. So you know the scenes. Right. This was based on a play that no one had seen. Okay. So you're trying to figure out what the play is. But yeah. But if you miss stuff, then you're just like, I don't... I would walk in and there'd be like a dance scene and it was cool. And then there'd be, be some actors. I feel that's the same with sleep no more. Oh, really? If I were pressed to tell you... I think... Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I will say that mm-hmm. my fascination... and I. I've talked about this on the podcast before. I feel I could have talked about it more. I feel I've been withholding in a positive, like fond way to the Mm -hmm. listener. Right. But here I go. Um, But I, if I were pressed, I could probably tell you who Lady Macbeth was. Right. Anybody else, I wouldn't be able to tell you what was going on. Got it. For me, I was like trying to avoid all the actors because I felt like a child in like a giant dollhouse. And so I was, tr- I became fixated on like just exploring and being in the room. So you went to and, sleep like, no more for the scenery. I did. Wow. I really did. You have, that, you have to be alone in that, right? I'm, I don't know. <laughs> but then I mean, everyone's searching for the actors. 
Yeah, but like <laughs> it's five stories of the most intricate stage design right. I've ever seen in my life. And it 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 felt to me like, oh, this is something I would have a dream about as a child. Like I would have a dream about this crazy building that has wow. all of these different settings and is scary, that but like manageably scary. Is the one in London really big? Uh, it was really big, but it yeah. was more like 50s. So it wasn't. You know, this it was is like, like Victorian. Hop. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. No, this is like taxidermy. Like Ooh. it's very Tim Burton. Like hello, mommy. Like yeah, it like feels that. like that. Is it There's still a part of it that's like an insane asylum, but mm. in a very not in like a Saw horror movie way. Mm-hmm. In like a the others like masterpiece theater Got scary it. kind Got of it. way. Yeah, I think she's photosensitive. Yeah, she's yes. like, oh no, we had to dip her in hot water. Right. <laughs> You know, and but this, so there's a whole, but and I was definitely interested in like certainly there's little you know vignettes going on with actors that I was very interested in, but some for some reason it was more of a thrill for me. I don't know if it's because I'm an only child and I did do all that sort of like this is my fort, and I, so many kids do, but I had that feeling was like wow. can I which room can I be in alone, and if other people come in, I would be like oh, and then I would want to go. Wow, I have so never connected to spaces unreal. like that. I have you jealous. not? No. We're, uh, my my place, like I don't have any stuff. I have okay. no stuff. I don't have you anything right on the here, wall. She said, pointing to her head. I just like I I yeah. I just can't like care enough. Like mm-hmm. I'll think that I'm going to decorate, and then I don't. And I actually hired a decorator recently. It's going to start in the near because I just like won't do it. Like, I have one painting. My nest. I have one painting. It's sitting against the wall, but I don't want too much stuff. Yeah, I like sort of big blank white walls. Listen, I get that, and that's great. And I don't. I have a, a very mixed relationship to my home environment. But but and and I, certainly, I will not like make every reference in comparison with you and Kate. <laughs> not at all. But I think she's more like me in the sort of oh, like. Yeah. Oh, I need the thing that's the. Oh, oh look at this Kate, tiny. Kate's I gotta have. She has like a nun fairies. Yeah, <laughs> she has. She does. She has a nun collection. She's got these like Jesus pictures. She's got. It, she's just got tons of stuff and yeah. I, I have no stuff. I like my big decoration are these, I mean, they're, I live in a loft, so it's just big white walls and then I have striped That's curtains. That's perfect. But the curtains are actually amazing. And then I have like red beams Yeah, and like clean. I look like, um, American psycho though. My, my apartment's just so, except with no DVDs just or books. Constantly listening to Huey Lewis yes. <laughs> and arguing over what color your card is, your business card is. Right. Exactly. Do you, and do you feel that sense? Are you also, fast, I mean, are you pretty fastidious? Are you tidy? Cause if you like that cleanliness, cause some people like a blank slate but then they can kind of let it go a little bit because it's not like oh and I have all these tchotchkes and I'm messy I can let it I can be a little messier in, yeah. in my environment because okay. I don't have any then that's I, don't, I don't own a tchotchke psycho. I don't yeah. own I don't own any stuff don't I have one box of things yeah. that I save. I'm bad. And that's mm-hmm. I, I, memorabilia. I'm mm-hmm. terrible at keeping or like old. And I think I got that from my parents because mm-hmm. both my parents kept like nothing of mine. Like the instant I moved out, my dad was like, do you want all of this stuff from your childhood? Like I'm not saving any mine of these braids too. or pictures or anything. Like if you want them, take them. It sucks. My, my parents sent me boxes of stuff, but the only good thing is they sent me all these pictures. I don't know why my parents don't want these photos, but I have like endless throwback Thursdays. Like oh, my, yeah. my, my go on forever. I will never end with yeah. that. But it was just like, 
Oh. It doesn't feel weird when they're... Yeah. Because, I don't know, yeah. I think both of my parents, especially my mom, as she got older, really did start detaching more and more from physical stuff and mm-hmm. would just be like, I don't know, it's just that much more you're going to have to worry about if I die. Like, there's a oh sort my of God, and you're like, like, I guess. I mean, mm-hmm. I try to keep everything real organized for you because it's, gonna, it's just, listen, I've seen people have to go through it when they have to clean up a parent's mm-hmm. house and I just oh. want it to be really easy for you and there's something so matter-of-fact wow. about that. She's yeah, that planning like, for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. That's, that's okay. a long-term well, thinker. Like, there's this sort of thing that happens with more, more than just my mom. I feel like, I, and I feel like I hear other people saying <laughs> that relative even just who were in their like early 70s will be like listen I'm just going to give you this ring now because what? I you know listen I'm not going to be here forever let me just give it to you now rather than you weird it's like I, nobody <laughs> wants to talk about that it's like but like no I, it's uncomfortable yeah no Do one's worried about your you stuff I have an older brother and Did an older half sister kind of go here's your stuff and here's your stuff oh what if you're like no actually they I, preserve their rooms perfectly no, I, and for some reason just me I actually don't know actually I don't know my I probably had a lot more stuff than my brother. I was in everything. Yeah. My brother was more like a chill guy. Yeah. I was like the president of everything. I was oh, in you every were? Si- oh, yeah. I was in every single... Th- I where was did like, you... Where was this? Like two hours south of Buffalo in this okay. really small town. But my parents, like... When I was in eighth grade, my back went out. Mm-hmm. So my parents made me give up like one or two of my activities because mm-hmm. I was like booked solid all day long. Oh, man. It's just my same personality that I have now. Yeah. Do you do you have a sense of where that came from? Like just to have that ambitiousness? I really don't I'm know. I'm, I always bring this up with people who were like that because I feel mm-hmm. like I was fairly were you like lazy. that too? I, no, oh. I was fairly lazy. I think. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have, like, I remember looking at the, it would be like the yearbook where you get the yearbook and you're like mm-hmm. flipping pages and you're like, oh, there's a chess club. Fascinating. <laughs> oh my God, I guess we do have a student council. Like, I was oh, I was like president of student council. And, I was all that stuff. Yeah. I think like, it's weird. I don't think I've ever told anyone this story. This is really I'm strange, but this is, this is true. It's too bad I don't have like a sound effect. Um, it's like, like new, new, new story. Yeah. I, I may have told someone in my personal life, but not, it, it, I was like, you know, I was always like sort of like an achiever kind of kid or whatever. And then when I was in fourth grade, I moved to this town that and I'm going or fourth grade, I moved there. And then the summer after fourth grade or after fourth or fifth grade, one of the teachers, I was friends with his daughter and we were talking and, and she's like, yeah, my dad, he was just, he couldn't stop talking about you. He was talking about you. And I was like, what did he say? Oh no. What did I do? Did I, he's like, no, he said you were a genius. <gasps> and I was like, what and for some reason i was just like yeah (laughs) like i just believed it like it's a teacher do you know what i mean and she told me like you should and if you're a person who cares about that stuff too then that authority means something yeah and i I would be the same way i would be like i i'm i guess i am i mean i'm i what am i gonna do with the all my genius that's how i felt i felt like whoa i have this burden now and i was like i didn't tell my parents i was like nine or ten and i was just like interesting information and like i just i don't know why i just bought it and before that i was like always i was like in gifted class and stuff like i yeah but i didn't care and then i was just like what do i do with my brain like right. where do i put it but right. i was from a town of a thousand people so there was no, no never like enough places to put my brain and i was always right. trying to like figure out what i was good at and like it was kind of like that moment where i was like well if i'm a genius how do I explore this? Like just fantastic in my own little thing. Like what if there, that was just something that we kind of did. We sort of quietly insinuated, like implied, right? right. Like, Oh, by the way, so-and-so says that you're a genius. Like how many kids would take that in and And go, cause I have that curiosity about like, 
I, I, I talked about this. I can't believe, I, I don't know if I've talked about the podcast before, but the idea of like these things, since we are, since humans have these kind of crazy brains mm-hmm. and unlike to our knowledge, any other animals, we do get really into like making and creating and listening and feeling and also like categorizing and like, mm-hmm. how do I define this and how do I make, how is this safe for me and how do I understand this? And that kind of explains to me the whole kind of like, you know, the Indian practice of, you know, which kind of body type do you have and right. the Chinese horoscope and mm-hmm. our, you know, the sort of, I don't even know what our what, quote unquote our hor- Western horoscope is, right. but Greek horoscope. I'm not I sure. I guess so. I don't know. But where you, as a as a young person, that stuff sort of, especially when you're at that kind of formative age, mm-hmm. anywhere from like eight to like sixteen, I feel like. Right. If someone says, "Well, you know, um, you're a Libra, so that actually means da da da," you're like, whether or not oh, that's true, how much of that? How yeah. young are you when you kind of internalize that? Where you're like, it's so crazy. I get it. Was also, and then you start becoming the thing that everyone exactly. says, "Oh, you, you're going to have this because <laughs> you're just fated to have this." And then you're like, but it was also like it, looking back, I'm like, oh no, that I was dying for someone to tell me that. Right. I just didn't know it. You know, yeah. when someone says exactly what you always wanted to hear, but you yes. just didn't. I like moved every year, and I was always like, I didn't know where I fit. And then I was like, well, if I'm a genius, I don't have to fit. Exactly. I'm like this whole other thing. Like I, I'm a yeah. creator. Yeah. You and moved every year. You guys moved. A yeah. Lot. Until I was in fourth grade and then I stayed in that one town. But yeah, it was like, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, that, that identity I can get behind. Sure. And, yeah. But I mean, he could have said anything. It could have just been like, oh, he says you're really nice. I'd be like, okay. But this, I guess I'm really nice. Yeah. This, I was like, it's a special word. I was like, I, I had clearly been like waiting for someone to tell me yeah. this. Like, <laughs> did you take that? I mean, I, I'm going to assume you did not campaign mm-hmm. on that. <laughs> oh, I home. never told anyone. If you had posters that were like, vote for Ricky. Hey, I'm a genius. No, no. Oh my I'm God. A quote unquote genius. I, I didn't tell anyone. Just tucked it in there. I thought it was like some special thing for me. I like, I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell anyone until I was like 28. Yeah. Like I was like, I was like, I thought I was like, no, I, I, you know, but it's, I don't know when I realized like, it's just a te- It's nice. He's a teacher. It's cool that he said that. But he said it behind my back, which is what I thought was cool. Like he didn't it's say it wonderful. to me and I heard it's it and I was like, wonderful. yeah, it's an amazing mm-hmm. gift. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what uh, qualifies anyone to be, I mean like IQ, that doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't think so. It seems he like said it was just the way my brain worked. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, there's no, he's, I, there's no reason he to had be no authority, that. but no, he wasn't but, had no authority to say that. He was like, yeah. But, but I, I took it. it in and I ran with it. I'm sure that, I yeah. mean, listen, I wouldn't say you're not a genius. Come on. I mean, who knows? But I was just like, it's just like you like, I don't know. It's, it, it is, it makes you wonder like what kind of things kids hear that they take and then they go the wrong way I or they agree more, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> did you feel, um, did you put more pressure on your, but like you said, oh, did you put more pressure from on yourself? that? Like if something, I heard it over the summer well on, at something where you're like, mm-hmm. I heard I, that over the summer before sixth grade. And then I just never got to be ever, ever again. I was like, well, if I'm hard. a genius, like I'm not a B. your back went out. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not and a B. That was all, that was stress based. Yeah. I was like, I'm not Ricky. a B student. I'm a genius. I'm oh, not a B student. No. And I just like. A blessing was, and a curse. A blessing I mean, and a totally. Curse. Where I was like you know, I started playing the flute and I was like, no, I'm a G I'm going to be the best one. Yeah. And I just like went on that track, but 
you know. Do you still play the flute ever? Sometimes, I'm yeah. I remember if I've seen you play the flute. I play it sometimes endeavors. with Garfunkel notes, but not yeah. a lot. Yeah. Now it's. I don't know. I can't. I've never explored the Reed family, other than like a recorder that when you're no cast out of. Re- oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, right. But like anything that you use to. You oh, the embouchure that blow with your mouth. Yeah. I, guess I hate. I think reeds are gross. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, you, I wouldn't even know. You see like people in the it's oboe section spit, just sucking on those reeds or the. People keep putting their dirty saxophone reed into their mouth. Like I've like I just remember looking over right. You sit across from the clarinet section of your flute, and they're just like, and they're just like licking the same piece of wood, and they never clean it. And they do like they have it for like four years. Yeah. It's like it's gross. Wouldn't it be interesting to track? Mm-hmm. Speaking of like what you are as a kid and what you grow up to be, if those kids did have like they smoke more often or they love their pacifiers. Yeah, too like long, oral or fixation. Oh, I bet yeah. they do. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you play anything? I play guitar. I play oh. guitar and I play bass. Oh, um, I knew you played guitar. And, I didn't know you played uh, bass. I did because mm-hmm. when I started playing, uh, when I started playing with my friend Kit when I first got here, she played guitar, and uh, this was actually pre Garfunkel and Oates. And oh. one of the, and I, one once you guys started playing, I was like, we play like once every two years. Let's back <laughs> off this because because of fans us of you. Well, no but way. It just was That's... like, it, and it's a weird no. thing because it becomes like. There's no reason there can't be more than two. Right. But we were just like, those girls are great. Let's just, like, I don't want to, I don't, now, now with people are going to be like, well, there's the tall, and it will, and it is like my friend Kip on Jetty, short with brown hair. And really? I, you and I are like the same height with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, but also it wasn't like something that we were avidly pursuing. That's the thing. Like you like could see it in thing. our eyes. Kate and I are like, we're doing this. <laughs> like, like I'm like, I'm a genius and I'm doing this. No, I didn't say that. And but, I played yeah. the flute. Yes. Everyone. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, but, uh, but she, we wanted to, I, we thought it would be funny. We, the, the, we were very different. We were a, um, these guys know we were like a, a, a faux feminist, uh, rock band, nice. like Meredith Brooks. Nice. Like that was the inspiration. <laughs> so we would wear like, you know, sleeveless black t-shirts and all of our songs were angry rock and roll songs <laughs> about like the, the machine. But then we would say things that would betray how actually super sexist we were. And we were right. like shitty to ourselves all the time. Right. Like, oh, women can't do math, but we are cool. But fuck you guys for thinking that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're exactly. right. But, right. Got so it. we wanted to have like a hard edge. Right. <laughs> how to play the electric bass okay, so we fine. could have an acoustic guitar and an electric bass and somehow that gave us an oh, edge wow how long have you played guitar um since i was 17 i think i never like took that on seriously though i've never wanted to get great at it yeah i'm just fine it works for what you want to convey yes like overall conceptually. yes that part of my personality has calmed down since eighth grade where i'm yeah. like i have to be the best like it just it just isn't it just isn't like very prevalent anymore well what i'm i'm sure when your back went out and your parents were like listen yeah we got to back some of this off you need to so cancel to two of your activities yeah like, no. what two activities did you give up um i think i can't remember what the one was but the one of them i regretted because i'd written this musical for this thing called odyssey of the mind and then I wrote, Odyssey of the Odyssey mind. Mind. I wrote a musical for our school like yeah. and then that musical ended up winning state <laughs> And I wasn't part of it. I wasn't in it. And I didn't. Oh, yeah. No. I was like, oh, man. That's the definition of bittersweet. Yeah. That what was, was the musical about? It was like, I don't remember. It was like, there was, you know, there's like topics. It was about like Candyland or something. I can't, I can't remember. I mean, but it was. Belated congratulations. The, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, I wasn't, I wasn't part of it. I, I, I know, but. That's before really I knew did. myself. I, I chose basketball. 
how did that go it was i was bad it was just like fun to be with like these girls like i chose like social rather than like my true self you know because you're in junior high yeah well but and so by high school what were your primary passions well my high school my the theater department got canceled after my freshman year so like i just never could i wanted to go to public school yeah i wanted to act but i'd never acted and so i just didn't really and then they took it away yeah i would not have done well if they had gotten that was like the only thing that's all I wanted to yeah. do. I, I asked my parents if I could transfer high schools. <laughs> Cause I was like, I want to be a musical. It was ridiculous. I live in like a town where like, there's like so much snow. Like they're not going to, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. like, no, you're not going to be in the car for two hours on a snowy day to get yeah, to your school. Exactly. What was the, what were, was it sort of like a sports centered school? Yes. Then? Yes. Like, I mean, listen, we, we just money for football. Yeah. I, I think that's what happened. Cause there was also a, all of a sudden a new scoreboard. So <laughs> with like a, with an ironic, like a smiley, right. a smiley, sad drama. Like, masks. Sorry guys. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it just wasn't like a priority for my school. I think yeah, the, like the AP classes got canceled. Everything oh sort of, God. I think they just, You're yeah, they just kidding. Yeah. My brain did not get enough stimulation. And no I was like, joke. there was like no internet. I, there wasn't like, we didn't have a blockbuster. Like my brain was like, dying Impatient, for I'm sure yeah. yeah i was like spinning i think like that's more why my background i was like i was like i needed more stuff i needed yeah. information I, like if i'd had the internet my life would have been so much different like i would have had all this information and knowledge and absolutely instead so it was right. just it's, it's it's really limiting when you think about the time of like well i could go to the library right and i would do that like when my um whenever i would be like stressed out my mom let me take personal creative days that's what we called them love it Cause she would like want me to like not go. I mean, it was like straight A's and they wanted like, if they wanted me to take days off, they were like, you're a little intense. Uh-huh. And so like my brother was not allowed to take any days off. They're like, uh, uh-uh, I don't think so. But I, if whenever I wanted a day off, I could take it and I would go to the library and just like, I would write, I'd like work on my writing or my flute or something. That's pretty great. Yeah. Do you, uh, are your parents sort of liberal in general in that way? I think yeah. so. But I are was just a, together. Yes. Yeah. Nice. I was just a very intense child and they're just like mm-hmm. comp. They're like, take it she down and on if she really needs her creative day you guys right well no because i would just be like i have a test and i want to do this and i want to do that and i want to learn about this and, and they're like okay uh-huh like just, did you keep a journal did you keep a diary and i never stuck to a diary yeah. i was always scared someone would look at it understandable did I, you when i look yeah all the way through like my first two years of college i mm-hmm. think and i have them now and i have again is it crazy are you so like whoa it's crazy and there is this part of me now that's like, if something happens to me, is somebody just going to like crack some of these open and yeah, just read them? Probably. So it feels weird. It feels like, well, I don't want to get rid of them because it's, but also, ooh. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Can I just, do I need to write a will where I'm like, please burn those with my body? <laughs> and then of course they'll look though. Yeah. Because like, they'll oh, be like, this is going to be juicy. Right. Confessing to a murder anyone? <laughs> no, just really like saccharine. Like, right. <laughs> poetry like wanting to be sarah mclachlan that kind of thing was she your favorite deep feelings i think she was probably my favorite for a little while yeah i liked her for a little while too yeah i mean she was just so emotional yeah i never got into like ani defranco or anything like that i I I did a little but she's from buffalo where i was from so it's sort of a yeah. yeah I used to love that song, um, 32 Flavors. Yeah, I know that song. That was like my sort of personal theme song in, yeah. at the end of high school. Yeah. Where I, was, I don't know what it was. I just, the words to that song are so amazing. Yeah. Did you, uh, so was music that uh, kind of a way, when you talk about sort of your brain, your brain waves, and, and I'm sure, I mean, even being told 
having that kind of I'm a genius mm-hmm. thing, that's still a time where it feels so, it can feel so good to feel understood or feel known. And yes. if you're in a place where you're understimulated, it's gotta be so frustrating and you sort of yeah. look wherever you can. I mean, I don't know if you read a lot of books or like fiction or whatever. I kind of, I don't know what yeah. I did. I started like getting old movies from the library, like, but, but I, it was never like a lot. And then I, went to college and I was just kind of depressed in college. And so I sort of just like went away from myself completely. Like I wasn't writing. Like it was just like four or five years of like nothing. What do you think that is? Where'd you go to college? I went to Syracuse. Okay. Um, I think I had chemical depression. Yeah. I think it was that's like the time, right? That's yes. the time when that certainly happened to me where all of a sudden, did it really? Everything just went like every, all the little, like little pieces, like cogs that were sort of out there that were like, Oh, just kind of all dropped into place. And then when it was I like, was 18 ugh. and it was like, Oh, uh, really? Where'd yeah. you go to school? I went to Northern Arizona University in Arizona because that's where I'm from. Because mm-hmm. um, I got a scholarship for two and a half years, and then I moved to San Francisco just because I really wanted to live in San Francisco, right. which was good because that was that's mm-hmm. that feeling. I think that that feeling of taking control when you are going through something like that, right? And going, you know, I'm still going to take a risk. I'm not. I like I've sort of lived in this place, and mm-hmm. now I'm just going to abandon that and. There is something to be said sometimes as a young person, especially like the whole idea of running away from your problems. I mean, sometimes it's good to get a change of scenery. Yeah, it really is. I didn't love college. It wasn't for me, but I also didn't have like anyone in my life who was like, Hey, why don't you just, you know how at Syracuse, it's really snowy and it's all sports and you don't like them. Yeah. Why don't you go to a school where it's sunny with theater opportunity to just total. So many people Mm -hmm. have a really negative experience in high school and then they go to college and like, that's where I found my people. Right. That's where I figured out. Oh my gosh. Did I not? I did not find my people. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I, I like looked people up that I was friends with in college and they're like Republican spin instructors or something now. It's like, it's all like, whoa, we really had nothing in common. Yeah. It, you know, you've worked with what you had. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like depressed. I didn't care. I, I was know. like, hi, you know, what about, um, dating and stuff? Did you do any of that? I didn't No, yeah. I did. I did in high school. I didn't yeah. in college. I was just like depressed. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. What I was were just the guys like that you dated in high school. Um, you know, like nice small town boys, but like my first real boyfriend was like, sort of more more than that and he sort of he taught me how to play piano and he kind of introduced me to these other things and like he he told me who like Maya Angelou was and I was like who is that like this was all like oh my god like he like showed me an E.E. Cummings poem I'm like this guy's amazing like I did not wouldn't have known any of the stuff so he was sort of like an opening I like that I I have a couple of guys like that too and I I think um, there, some of that stuff gets a bad rap. Like we, when at our, at our most self-critical and, and sometimes it's true that we just take on, you know, if you're young and you're sort mm-hmm. of easily influenced, you take, you suddenly, you know, a, like girlfriends will be like, Oh, I guess you love fish now. Huh? <laughs> you know, you're like, you never yeah. seem to like heavy bands before, but now I totally did that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's such a great, I mean, I feel I, hopefully I was also that for people, but mm-hmm. when you have, I mean, friendships can be like that too, for sure. But there's something about the, just like the adrenaline and the emotion and the hormones and then getting so excited about things, but really having your mind opened. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what it takes. I think, you yeah. know, is to have that like rush to your head and like your heart beating and you're yeah. finding out this poetry is more delicious. Mm-hmm. And, you know and I wanted I mean? this boy I, to like me and, and he would like paint me. He told me I was his muse in this, in this very small town near Buffalo. Like it was rare. I'm glad you found a painter. Yes. In small town. And I was just like, so into, you know, yeah. I was just super into it. But then, yeah, then I just kind of dated like sweet, 
local boys. I always like nice boys. I never went through the mean guy stage. Me neither, really. Mm-mm. Did you- I don't have the self esteem to date someone mean. I don't. I like. I, I mean, clearly I respond to compliments like yeah. <laughs> based on that. Like, do you know what I mean? I like people who are like, some people like people who like challenge them to be better. And I feel like I like guys who are like, you're great right now. And right. I'm like, oh, thank God. And I can just yes. exhale. Yes. They're like, you don't need to be more. You're like, you're, this is a good stopping point. Yeah. You can keep growing, but this is, I'm cool with you as is. Yes. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. I totally agree. And that's also, that sounds like you also don't have that part of you. That's like, I'm going to change this person. Oh no. Like this person will be my project. Mm-mm. Do you have that? No, Mm-mm. no, no. I don't no, have the I energy really for that. I think I might be too self-centered. <laughs> I, maybe I am too. I Cause I'm like, I, listen, I don't, well, I don't really have that much time to work on you. I really am super preoccupied with whether I'm okay. I, I feel the same way. I mean, I feel like artists, it's hard to take on a fixer upper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's different. It's different if you're already with them and then they have a problem and then you'll just go through it with them because you Absolutely. love them. Absolutely. And then you just like get in there and that's, you make the time and that's yeah. it. But like but that's starting out with the like, fixer upper, you know, if I just cut through this marble, I'm going to yes. find myself a perfect. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm not attracted to dangerous. potential. That's great though. Did I'm attracted you, to like as is. You must've had friends growing up who were like, I don't know why I, you know, why do I keep picking these guys who just, like the assholes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't like... Those were yeah. hard. Those were tough. Some of those were tough for me because you do have... And you totally get it because I have things where I'm sure someone else will just grab me by the shoulders and shake me. And oh, go, me too. It, oh, know? I have so many things. But that's definitely just not one, one of them. for me that yeah. I just be like, but just don't do it. Right. It's like, no, it's not that simple at all. There's yeah. like something very specific going on here that you're making these choices and going through this heartbreak. Yeah. It makes me like wonder like if you're just like, are you super insecure or super secure? Like part of me feels like people have more self-esteem than me if they can handle like if they're like attracted to rejection because I'm not attracted to rejection in any way. Yeah. And I'm like, I just don't have it in me like I don't but isn't I, it interesting that I'm too sensitive these careers yeah because that was a way of I thought mm-hmm. I thought I couldn't I mean I feel like I have a report card from when I was in first or second mm-hmm. grade that is like I got you know they would give E's mm-hmm. and S's right and like N's yes. for needs improvement <laughs> and I got all E's except for like I think I got an N for criticism like she can't accept criticism whoa and I remember being like making stop like, criticizing me I, about that exactly. yeah. <laughs> i remember making it so extra true because i remember how hot my face got mm-hmm. when i saw that and i just wanted to tear up how the dare thing. they say i can't like, accept criticism also yeah. being like i'm broken i'm a broken person i got an in <laughs> like i'm a loser and i think that's something that is really those that's a huge irony of mm-hmm. artistic types who end up taking on this very industry related like in yeah. my industry i mean it's a money related thing opposed yeah. to being a starving artist who's a spectacular painter who may or may not make it big or whatever right but still like we don't live in san francisco yeah the, yeah the 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 going in and pitching mm-hmm. yourself or your idea or your music or whatever mm-hmm. knowing that for reasons that may actually have nothing to do with your mm-hmm. worth you're still going to get told like no yeah like i can take that I yeah. can take, I mean, clearly you can too. We've both been at it for so long. Like I can take that rejection. I can yeah. just do it, yeah. but I can't like, I can't take rejection that I choose. I can't choose to be with someone who's making me feel rejected. Like if I don't get a job, I don't get a job. It's like, it feels almost out of my control, but like, I can't have that in my personal life. I don't like no. friends who reject me, you know, like they can call me out on stuff, but I don't like I don't know. I, yeah. I don't like late friends, people who are late. I'm like, I can't really do this much longer, yeah. you know, or people who don't 
text me back the or sense to, of disrespect. Or, yeah, yeah. Like I rather, I have like three great friends and I kind of live in that world. Yeah. I don't really need more. There's yeah. There's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that. It's Do like, you have like a ton of friends or a small group. Well, I'm, I, I have, I'm kind of a, a, a lone wolf in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. so I have, I feel like what we do for a living is so incredibly inherently social. Mm-hmm. It is if you're working. I mean, yes. if you're not, I'm sure I would be seeking out more social environments. Sure. But, um, I am totally the person who will like, if I'm shooting on location, I will shoot a 12 hour day and put in 150% and like, be very present with everyone there and like mm-hmm. talking and talking off set and be like, tell me everything about yourself and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then when I rap and people are like, we're going to go grab pizza. I'm like, Oh no, no, no. I have to like, I'm, I have a little power You're, cord that you can't see and I have to go into the dark yeah. and plug it into the wall. And just you need not, to get in the docking station. And, exactly. Yeah. Are you like that too? Um, Sort of, I I run the show that I'm on now, and yeah. so yes, I'm like that's a tremendous you have to yeah you have to be aware of every single thing that's going on. Like you don't have to control it, but you have to know like who's going to be there, what the what the scene is, what the props are, what you know. You just have to be like sort of the quality control or something yeah. that's the, I don't know if that's the right which term, is great but, because you're inherently mm-hmm. and obviously you had uh, the Garfunkel Garfunkel mm-hmm. Note show mm-hmm. before that, which right. I think was. For better or for worse, mm-hmm. you had less money and less time. So it sounds uh, to me like you were kind of, that was a tough, was sort of thrown into like right. how, well, but, but. So I don't know so that I have any more money or good. any more time now. Oh, I feel really? like, I, I feel like it's I around the same. I can't tell with different networks and whatever, but I, but I, mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was like a good that you had less to manage in terms of your giant cast that you have now. Like if, it Oh feels like yes. It Cause it was sort of just me that. and Kate. Oh, it yeah, definitely was. That. And then to kind of go, okay, well I, now yeah. I know how to do that. Now this is bigger, but I can kind of apply that to this. Yeah. It was like a real crazy learning experience that show. It was like, definitely like, I just didn't know like what an act out was. Like I didn't know how to, I didn't understand television structure before that. Like I just didn't know how to run a show. I didn't. And then you yeah. just learn, Yeah, you know, when you have a small channel, like you can just, learn figure it out as mm-hmm. you know as yeah. stressful and as almost put your back out as that could probably be yeah well yeah. for me like I've had to like go away from that part of my personality like when after season one of Garfunkel and Oates they wanted to do a second season and I was in the I was shooting uh, another period yeah so the day season one wrapped of Garfunkel and Oates the next day I started the writer's room for another period that's so crazy and it was just like and I was touring and it was just kind of too much and then I was like I kept thinking about someone like Paul Shear, who seems to be able to juggle a thousand things. And I was like, can I juggle both of these? And I just like, I don't, I just couldn't Good for you. I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, that's, I also have mm-hmm. that. And I, I've started to relish the feeling of saying no, mm-hmm. just, which was such a scary prospect for such a long time. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm, it, it's really okay. I'm going to do hard. better at this other thing if I don't mm-hmm. do these other things. Yeah. I was basically like, I have a chance to have maybe one great show or yeah. two okay shows. Or, or maybe you know. they're both fantastic, but you're not present to it because you're right. exhausted all the time and right. you end up going kind of couldn't even enjoy or appreciate how great these two things mm-hmm. were, you know? And I wanted like a boyfriend. I wanted to have like a little more stuff yeah, in my life. Absolutely. I wanted to have more people and more, you know, cause 
Yeah, you don't want to. I, well, yeah. whole, it's the whole eggs in one basket thing. It's like mm-hmm. if, and then when something goes wrong in that basket, everything seems affected. Yes. And it just casts this pall over. And it's so nice to have, like, this is tough and this is not mm-hmm. great right now, but I'm but, walking away from it and looking at these five other things that are wonderful and precious, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, did you, what were you, okay, we talked about Ani mm-hmm. DeFranco. Did you, did, and, and when you talk about getting the old movies from the library, mm-hmm. which is only the most adorable thing, I remember checking out CDs at the library. Oh, and being cool. Like, that's how I discovered Joni Mitchell. Right. Um, what, uh, did you have a, like a, a certain type of entertainment that you were drawn to? Like, oh, I, loved, I mean, you know, I didn't have like, we, the movie theater was like kind of far and like crappy like we didn't have a blockbuster all we had was like the convenience store that had like 30 movies like that's all I had no access to entertainment we didn't have cable until I was like 16 like I just had nothing to watch yeah and so I started like renting I was just really into like Alfred Hitchcock movies like that's that's mm, good that's a good answer that's where I'm going when I was my birthday when I was nine or ten I had like girls over for a sleepover and I made everyone watch Rear Window Uh and they were so (laughs) mad and I'm like no 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 it gets better it gets better and I remember being like no the suspense it'll like and then like the big moment came and they were like this is so stupid (laughs) everyone was mad at me and then they made us stop it and put on Chances Are so we watched Chances Are instead and I was like man but I always loved that movie so I just started watching like all the Hitchcock movies and sort of went from there. There's some pretty great stuff out there. I, I, the Castro theater in San Francisco Mm -hmm. where you've performed, Mm -hmm. um, has sometimes like they'll do, you know, an Alfred Hitchcock film festival where they show all the little things that no one's Mm -hmm. seen and then all the big stuff. And I really wore out like just going there for every movie I could see. And what's your favorite favorite? Oh, it was my favorite Mm -hmm. to see in that context. Mm -hmm. There's something so fantastic about living in San Francisco and having the experience right. of living in a place where I looked out into a courtyard mm-hmm. with a giant tree and beyond that was like four different buildings where I could just see everyone's lives and they wow. could all see mine mm-hmm. and so it was that that intimacy was so visceral mm-hmm. and seeing it on the big screen it was so gorgeous and yeah. so well done it was it was great like that totally surpassed like vertigo and mm-hmm. psycho and the birds and all those ones that are kind of even a little more famous and yeah. North northwest was also really cool yeah that was a really good one to see on the big screen have you seen strangers on a train I have seen Strangers on a Train. That's my favorite. Yeah. I like Strangers great, on a Train. Great movie. That's yeah. the tension Psycho that is. and Rope. Yeah. Those three are my Rope. Rope is like based on um oh gosh, who are those two? Oh gosh, I'm going to mess up their names. There's these two guys who just killed someone for fun. Uh-huh. Like Uh-oh. back, I can't remember their name. They're famous, uh but it's sort of sort of based on that. And it's like a play. Not like he, the In Cold Blood guys, wasn't that? No, that, but it was it was something people, like that where it's people just like, like that. two psychopaths who yes. for some reason got together and just killed someone. Mm-hmm. They just yeah. kind of wanted to see if they could get away with it. And so it's about that and it's about like they they have a body under the table and they decide to throw a party like they want to like oh. with the guy's friends that they killed how dark so they're just oh, trying to see how down. far they can go and the movie's Ooh. done in one shot like because the camera couldn't uh, uh couldn't go for that long it's there's three different sections of it but it was sort of like go into a table but there's no cutting in the movie That's crazy yeah it's god you think so i would have heard more about this maybe i did jimmy it just stewart didn't stick with me i mean mm-hmm. what's who's not what's not to love yeah about jimmy s oh he's the best um did you watch any of the like uh the well i guess they were just the main two the hitchcock movies that came out that like anthony hopkins played one and then oh yeah i watched i guess the guy who played truman capote in the i forget his name but he's great right tony um, toby 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 something oh toby 
Uh, no. Right? Oh, yes. It's like, oh gosh, I can't remember Toby his name. Jones? Toby, Toby Jones. Jones. Yeah. I was like going to say Toby Miller, but yeah, yeah Toby is you just as boring. Equally yeah. good generic name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw those. They're, it's it's tough to it's tough to capture mm-hmm. that man, I think. Yeah. I kind of wanted, because I think he was just so elusive that yeah. it's impossible to do it movie about him like because yeah. i kind of wanted more details of his yeah. life and his process and stuff but someone told me some, dana loves telling this story uh about like some it's a story about someone else telling a story and i can't remember who the other filmmaker was or the other writer was but apparently they were at some place like muso and frank's back in the day mm-hmm. and that hitch just apparently ordered everything on the menu ate it all and then at the end of the meal was like again oh <gasps> what what oh my gosh it's so crazy just like gross just opulence and like overdoing everything oh yeah there's something so you can they're so like all seven sins like all they're all tucked inside that imagination but it's also so fascinating and did you watch have you watched any of bates motel no the first season, I think, is really interesting. I love Vera Farmiga. I, I think she she's does really. Amazing. She yeah. makes really cool cho- choices mm-hmm. and stuff, and she's really good and very funny. And, and the kid, Freddie, what's his name, is also great. Mm-hmm. The little British kid who was in like, I want to say like that Peter Pan movie that okay. they did. The not the Peter Pan movie, the 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 movie that where Johnny Depp. Plays oh the right, right, right. Okay, I know you're the little brown haired yeah. kid. Yeah, yeah, the little, yeah. He's great. He plays a great Norman Bates, and it's really cool because it's this sort of prequel to the movie. So mm-hmm. you see this like teenage. Norman Bates and his weird relationship with his mom, who's also like a huge crazy character. What an amazing idea and for a show! It starts to kind of unravel. Sure, like of course. It's kind of the guys from Lost, a couple of them. So right. you start to get the sense that they're like, "Oh, what are we Uh-oh. right now? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, where are we going to take this?" That's how I feel all the time. We're in the writers' room yeah. for another period yeah. right now, and I'm just like, uh. "Okay." 10 episodes at once um 12 characters 10 episodes we can do this and it's just like trying to put everyone together and then we'll be like oh they're only available those two weeks okay so oh, this yeah. actor can't be there when this actor's there yeah okay so yeah i guess we're writing about this person and not this person being right. in the same room yes yeah and we're like oh. it really that really becomes this kind of a weird almost like a board game of kind of like, all right, uh, this is the amount of moves I can make with these pieces. Mm -hmm. So I guess, I mean, is there part of that? Uh, There probably isn't, but you know how some people say like, oh, if there's something helpful about being restricted in a way that causes you just go, well, we got to write this inside of a boat. So I guess we're in a boat in the, in the best way, in the best way. Like, like for, for me, like I just, any scene in my mind, I'm like, there's a version of everything. There's a ver- like there's a scene in a thunderstorm like okay there's a version where you just hear the thunder you mm-hmm. hear the like there's a version of every scene there's the scene where you know it's they're on a boat and there's a storm and you see lightning and there's special effects and whatever and then there's the scene where there you just yeah it's dark and there's just the cameras moving and you just simple way possible yeah and we have to do that we have to like we we had to do that i've had to do that for years because you know kate and i when we started making our own stuff we didn't have any money yeah and so we just had to find the simplest way to get something funny yeah and still like it and be good but simple and then so that really mm -hmm. is so great it's a great skill Mm -hmm. that some people don't have the like Mm -hmm. the luxury is the opposite Mm -hmm. word, but that is kind of this, you know, creative luxury Mm -hmm. where if you don't know how to do that, you're really in trouble when you have to do it and you never learned how. And it's like good for my personality because I'm like, I'm control kind of person and I have to be like, nope, that's what we got. Yeah. Let's do it. It's just a show. And someone would be like, it's just a comedy. It's what we got. And that's, that's, we're shooting against this one wall in the corner and that's, you know. Yeah. 
That is really mm-hmm. good. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, you could go the other way and be the person who's like, I can't work this way. Like, right. Yes, I've just found out about myself that I have to have a J.J. Abrams budget. Right. Otherwise. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Natasha sorry. and I are like the low budget badasses. They're like, like our um, AD would come to us last year. Giselle, she'd be like, okay, um, here, there's 10 things you can't afford. You can have two of them. We're like, great. And then we go through and then we just pick. And she's yeah. like, okay. And the other eight we can't have. And then we're like, great, moving on. And she's like, because it's all we can, because we're busy working on our lines. Yeah. We're like, we have other stuff oh, to do. God. That's, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. part that's that I think that people don't necessarily realize is the amount of oversight that is so organizational and administrative mm-hmm. and tough choices and you have to make kind of emotionless decisions yes and then switching right over into yes. like and now i'm the talent now that's I'm, the now weird I'm thing for me funny on camera that's a two weird parts that i have hard i mean probably everyone has a hard time like marrying those like yeah. i can like i can be emotionless with decisions but then if three seconds later i have to be like emotionally available in the scene it's i find that difficult yeah, I definitely do too yeah that's my biggest fear I think is that, really that being able to separate those things in a way that like which I guess I can do because mm-hmm. at Sketchfest I'll go have to do a show and yeah. I'll have like 10 things that are potential emergencies mm-hmm. that I we have but we have also that team and I'm sure that's true right. for you too where you're like yes okay you know Natasha's got this or mm-hmm. our director's got this or our writer's there you know that mm-hmm. you can sort of walk away and go, I can't, I can't, I can't be thinking about those things when I'm right. doing this or there's no point to me doing this part of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. and and I have scenes like when we're editing, I'm like, oh, I was bad in this scene. Like I am glad I get to edit it because I'm going to edit out all my shitty moments. You know what I mean? That part of it is very appealing. Yeah. I remember when I was doing Cameron and Rhea's show mm-hmm. and I was uh, watching that this morning. I was watching oh, yeah? it this morning. That's yes. So you were great. great on it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. That was well, really, good. we were, that was a good lesson for me too, mm-hmm. because you know, we were. I was shooting a scene with Cameron, mm-hmm. and they were setting up the camera. And she's like, "I'm so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Uh, can I just see the setup on that?" And mm-hmm. she came around. And she was like, "Guys, no. Like, why are you your your cam? The camera's down here. Mm-hmm. Our legs are enormous. Our heads are tiny. <laughs> even if we weren't women who were concerned with our appearance, right? Nothing about this. No. We don't even look like real people. <laughs> we look like leg people that have like right. antenna heads, you know. Right. And she was like, "We need to just raise the." Mm-hmm. And I was sort of watching it, going like, "Oh God, it would be so nice to be able to prevent it before it happens, yeah. rather than seeing it air and go and go. Oh, huh. there I am. Yeah. That, but that's just up. The mostly that's up my nose. How mm-hmm. are you? Why did that? Okay, I guess you're in charge. I don't know. God, it's so hard. I need to get like into meditation or something because it's yeah. so hard to like. Because Cameron had to like notice that, and then she had to like immediately do a scene. And oh, you're like, how absolutely. do you? How do you do that? I know. I think, and I and she did, and she was great. You know, she mm-hmm. definitely just seemed like. Now I'm sure she would, if she were here, she'd probably be like, great. No, I wasn't. I was all I could think about right. was whether the was, shot looked okay so, yeah. while we were doing our scene. Mm-hmm. I think, but. I also feel like, I mean, listen, not to get all gender specific, mm-hmm. but of all of the things that have been said that are uh, not great about women mm-hmm. in our misogynist society, mm-hmm. uh, which is getting better all the time, but um, certainly it's always been said that women are better at multitasking. So we're it's probably so funny. better at that than a, than a guy who's I'm starring in a show and you're horrible running. at multitasking. Are you really? <laughs> I, I am horrible at it. I realize that. Be the exception. I know. I realized that about myself like two or three years ago and I was like, oh, this sucks. Like I'm like, I task i cannot multitask (laughs) but it's to a point where like if i'm in the writer's room i don't answer my email yeah if i'm in the like i because i realize i can't i actually don't do anything if i so i just task i do one task everything else is gone even if it's for like two minutes and then it's closed it's off 
another task. But I think that's great. And I think that's an approach that makes sense for the world that we live in, right? I mean, yes. otherwise we all, I mean, and I don't know what evidence, I don't even know what I'm quoting from. I just feel like I remember reading that. And I remember reading it as like a reassurance, like, listen, women are inferior, but right. However, you got one thing. So yeah. maybe none of that is true. Maybe that's not true. The bad isn't true, but certainly the bad isn't true, but also maybe the good isn't true. And it's like a total fallacy. And yeah, it's half and half men mm-hmm. and women in terms of like who can do that and who can't. I don't know. Are you good at multitasking? I think I'm pretty good mm-hmm. at it. Um, but it, but, but I think for me, it feeds into that part of my brain. That's like, I don't have to be devastated by any one thing. And right. so I can sort of just let and, it go, let it go, let it go. Yeah. yeah. And like, I've gotten, I think I've gotten better at walking away from something before it's finished. And, and maybe that's a good exercise for me because mm. it's some, it used to be really hard for me to do anything else. If there was anything that was like on the list of things to do. Yes. And that's dangerous, right? Because yes. then you are a workaholic. Because you're like, well, I'll just relax as soon as I'm done with everything. Yes. Oh, wait, this is life and that will never happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yes. So it's good. I and don't it's do much relaxing. Sort of be able to go, all right, this is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do t- a ton of relaxing. Well, but I also like certain things like make me happier than anything. Like if I have like an amazing writing day, like if I like I'll like set up like a, like the episode all week and then like it'll be like friday i'll wake up i'll drink a ton of caffeine and then i just write all day and like i can just be free and i don't do anything else like that makes me happy absolutely like well that's part mm -hmm. of that goes back to the Mm -hmm. kind of what i I don't know that there's there's like a proof positive of like this kind this is relaxing for everyone or this is Mm -hmm. meditation for everyone i feel like better about i feel more calm going on a vigorous bike ride with my brain than I do sitting in a room trying to focus on my breathing. That's just, I, I feel mm-hmm. more relaxed. My, right. I can, you got, if you know yourself well enough and mm-hmm. you feel it in your body, a bike ride would be such a know? punishment for me. It would be the opposite <laughs> of relaxing, like going on a bike ride, like in like the traffic, like that would be uh, well, the I most stressful on the, there, no cars, uh, only up mm-hmm. in the park where it's like, right. Quiet I find exercising hurts. stressful. I don't yeah. like it and it doesn't quiet my mind. It's just like, I feel like I make myself do it. Cause I'm like, no, I want, to have a healthy heart and I right, want to have right. like I try to just you know yeah well there you go and that's exactly the perfect response it's like but I hate you it. don't but like but it's not but it's like oh Ricky the, I got the answer for you you need to go lie on a beach and read a trashy romance oh, oh that's relaxing nope no for you you feel rejuvenated by having a great day of writing mm-hmm. so or just great. like laying in my bed and watching Law and Order like that's nice. mine like I would do that over the beach any day yeah like I just love it so much just <sighs> you know what relaxing. I've never watched Law and Order Really? I I feel I'm missing out. It's just like a show that's like good enough to keep your attention, but not so good that you can't (laughs) zone. Like I can go into like, I fall asleep. I can just like go like, and then you just wake up and you know what's going on. (laughs) I find murder. She wrote is like that murder. She wrote is kind of my new, now that it's on Netflix. Yeah. Do you watch, you ever watch that? It's so Uh, slow. I've seen some murder. She wrote, but I feel (laughs) I've leaned into all of the BBC murder. She wrote versions. Like I've seen all the sort of, this person is uh, an almost retired uh, British police officer or investigator or (laughs) writer in a small Mm -hmm. town where all the murder has to do with like, Oxford. <laughs> it all has to do with like 
sure Whose rose bushes did they right. you know like it's that i find that very that Oxford is very murders. soothing to me is it i have a lot of um then yeah then you get I have it. a lot of like little old lady like things i would have thought as a child mm-hmm. uh, i was a little like oh gardening and doing crossword puzzles and watching like old people on the bbc solve mysteries yeah <laughs> feels they, great i yeah i love that stuff it's so good all right listen i gotta I get, speaking of loving stuff i'm yes. gonna get into this mash game okay then i will um uh send you on your way on this sexy hot uh okay Thursday evening um okay so mash you know mansion apartment shack house oh right yes this is the sort of like i'm gonna give you categories you give me um uh three in each category then i do a process of elimination i give you your 100 percent guaranteed mash future okay so the first category is gonna be let's do three this is very improv based so i don't want you to feel like you have to think too hard you can cool. sort of and then an hour later you can call me and go why didn't i say <laughs> um give me three uh you mean three great old movies that actually never existed? Like, like Hitchcock did three other movies. Just that titles? Love. Are they titles or descriptions? T- descriptions. Mm. Like, this one's set in the da da da. There was this movie that Hitchcock did that was like, it was kind of like rope, but it was in a submarine. Whoa. And it was all one shot, and there was. 12 people in one room and they couldn't get out. And then the lights would go out and people would slowly start to die. And then it would narrow down. And then you, then you saw the last man standing and there was the guilty party. I love it. What was the next one? Um, that one's called under the deep black sea. Yeah. Um, uh, the next movie was, uh, starring Mae West and it was, uh, a talkie about the first woman who wore pants in public. (laughs) She's like, I'm just going to do it, darling. I love it. I'm sexy and I'm going to get arrested and I don't care. And she's, she's basically like the, uh, you know, just like the female pioneer. She would mm-hmm. like smoke a pipe after sunset, which was yeah. also illegal. Oh God, that was such a problem. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. One. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, and, and that one's called the lady wore pants. The lady wore pants. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then what's the final one? Oh, the final one. Um, it actually takes place at the world's fair. Mm, I already love it. Mm-hmm. And it's about this person who invented heated sneakers. <laughs> so you could just like turn them on like an electric blanket yeah. and then your feet could be warm if you live in like a cold environment. Fantastic. And it was sort of like that movie joy where the woman invented the mop. Yeah. But yeah, it was like that basically. Um, and then the heated sneakers like took him all the way to a, a QVC style show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What was that one called? Oh, that was called Heat It Up. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right it was. You're damn right it was. Okay. All right. Now. I was uh, going to say heat and then I'm like, oh, no, that's taken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> listen, they recycle those names. I've been seeing so, a lot of names where I'm like, hey, isn't that that movie with? No, it's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. This one is. Uh, so we'll put this into a different context. Yeah. So this is not uh, because we just talked about like the whole vacation concept, but this is sort of alternate. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be a place you can go to relax, mm-hmm. but it is a place where you have another home. Oh, okay. Uh, somewhere in the world. Three. Mm-hmm. Oh, three places I have homes. Mm-hmm. Oh, London, Great. New York mm-hmm. and Uruguay. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, not hard. Fantastic. Okay. Next one is, um, a uh, friend who is from something fictitious. So it could be a cartoon. You're, it's like a, it's like one of your best friends. It could be a creature. It could be. Do they exist in real life? Movie. They, I mean, they actually exist. I would be like, I'm friends with, um, uh, Sophia from golden girls, like that kind of thing. Like it's yeah, a real character. 100%, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. What's, what's B Arthur's character's name in golden girls. 
Well, I was about to say Maude, but no, I was thinking Maude too. Dorothy and Golden Girls. Love it. Um, uh, Carol Burnett, Miss Hannigan, and oh Annie. <laughs> Listen, guys, I've I've talked about this more than is necessary. <laughs> By that I mean I think I've talked about it once before. <laughs> Her performance as Miss Hannigan. It's unbelievable. I don't know why she didn't win an Oscar? It's unbelievable. When uh, I've never, I, I used to do. I used to do her like as like a my little routine as a kid. Right, like, it's a great. little girls, little girls. Yes, everywhere around me is little. I would love so to good. see you impersonate a, Carol, <laughs> uh, Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan. In a I would lose my mind. Oh my god, I want to do that now. Amazing. I want to do that. Ugh. Um, who else am I friends with? Um, uh oh, I I feel like I want to be friends with Ducky. Oh sure, you know Wonderful. I just like want that buddy, but he's not in anymore. love with me. We're just it. We're yeah. just buddies. It's just nice. Yeah, he's not no, tortured. There's no angst. We there's just no like each other. Yeah, he great. likes Molly Ringwald, so we're cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Uh, next one is uh, let's do um, let's do three movies. This is similar to this, so mm-hmm. we should kind of piggyback off that three movies that you can go into and live in that world. It's not that you're reliving the plot. It's not that you're a character in the movie, but you get to hang out in that world Ooh. as long as you want with no harm come to you. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is the hardest question ever. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So, um, great Gatsby, great. the Boslerman, like, you know, that the, the really, uh, opulent one. Yes. Yeah. The sumptuous one. Great. Um, uh, the uh, what's the Muppet movie where Miss Piggy's the fashion model? Uh, great Muppet Caper. Great Muppet Caper. Yeah, a Great yeah, Muppet Caper. Yep. Yeah, I could be in that world. Um, what is my third one? This like, there's so many worlds I want to live in. You've given some um, really great. I mean, you're you're <laughs> off the cuff responses, on top of the line, top of the line. I feel like I don't know why it's like there's so many. It's so hard to to like narrow it down but i feel like my last one i would just have to be like dynasty no that's a tv show that's okay i accept it okay and i embrace it okay okay so dynasty dynasty i'm trying to think there's got to be a movie version of dynasty um maybe like uh oh troop beverly hills let's say that that's the same sort of opulence level and also shout out to shelly long i know right shout out okay wonderful I know. Um, Can you tell I love like strong female performers? It's the best. Yeah. No, listen. I mean, come on. All right. Uh, okay. Next one is um, three. Uh, I've been doing this lately. I'm, I'm interested to see what your responses are going to be in your normal house, just like mm-hmm. it exists now. Yep. Um, you have one extra magical room that doesn't take up any more space, mm-hmm. but three different purposes that like, oh, did you know I have a sewing room or did you know I have a gym or did you know I have a right. room that you just go in and it's a forest? Mm-hmm. Uh, three. Well, I have a massage chair room right? Great, great, and it's great. just got a big screen TV and a massage chair and I just lay there weightless and watch Law and Order. Great. So there's that. <laughs> there's that room. Um, I have a, well, I have a candy room oh, that I just get to walk in whenever I feel low and then I can just pick from all the buckets and everything. And it's just like Wonka. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then my third room is like my sex dungeon Oh, let's do where it. it's like, not like a dungeon, but it's just like the whole thing is a mattress, mm-hmm. the entire mm-hmm. room and every single thing is made for like, like 
sexy comfort and it's Pleasure just like great every and, surface yeah. is perfect and things come out of the ceiling like whatever you want yeah like there's mat that you can open and there's drawers of things and it's just right. like it's a sex room and then just a heart-shaped bed of velvet no oh yeah uh, <laughs> i just turned it into like a weird vegas honeymoon yeah. suite which maybe it is um okay next one is all due respect for your wonderful boyfriend mm-hmm. this is uh, our mashed universe where you mm-hmm. pick three uh people uh-huh. who um they, and they can totally be from any time any era any age can be young jimmy stewart can be oh. uh can be just a character that he's played mm-hmm. um but these are this and it could just be like for sexy times in the sex room or oh. it could be like alternate universe husband or mm-hmm. whatever god i have no crushes it's so weird um okay let's see i'm trying to think feel of free to old... call back old crushes yeah. okay well john Q's i can say anything great everyone wants Lloyd Dobler, right? Like he totally supports your dreams. He has, he has a personality, but no dreams. And he gets on your, he, t- he goes with you to London. You're it's like so the ultimate, right. he's the ultimate, yeah. he, he's a wife. He's yeah. like, I don't care what I do. I just don't want to buy and sell things. I, yeah. my dream is to be with your daughter. It's yeah. like every woman's like, You're Oh yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. It's, that was really like a generation of women were like, hold on. Wait, is that an option? It's all my dreams. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to give up my life for this man. <laughs> so definitely oh, Lloyd Dobler. Love it. Um, uh, Johnny Castle, Dirty Dancing, Ray. Patrick Swayze. Of Ray. course, nobody puts me in the corner. Oh, obviously. Wonderful. Um, third crush. It's it's weird once you come to Hollywood how movie know. crushes are they don't exist anymore and I can't believe that's real but it is. No, it's true for me too. I I sort of they become either more abstract or they become like like affection crushes but they're right. not sexual. It becomes like oh I just want to like I I I have said this I said this when someone else had me play Mash. Mm-hmm. I was like I just want to be on a train with Greg Barrett and just talk to him for twelve hours. Why well, I just right. love him mm-hmm. like that. Becomes oh I thought of my third one. Great John Hamm. Great. Perfect. Via is, Mad Men, via Always. This is how it's played. <laughs> Sorry, I just I didn't played. mean to interrupt your great... No, um, that was it. Because I, I would also like to be on a train with him for 12 hours. I mean... I just, just want more like relationship advice the, from him. I, I know. All he's day long. Just, ugh, he's the best. He's you really be like a broad thinker. He absolutely mm-hmm. is. He, he also... The, the quickness with which his brain sort of processes information and he is able to articulate his responses blows me away. And also, in a weird way... The books that he writes with his wife, Amir, mm-hmm. almost are like modern-day Lloyd Dobler's. They're like, they really are. You, you're wonderful, mm-hmm. so fuck it. Yeah. Because you're wonderful. Yep. Um, great. Okay, next category is, uh, let's do three, like, sort of styles, because you mentioned Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Three eras, three styles, and you're on another period, and you mm-hmm. created another period, <laughs> where you get to... Um, try on sort of live in and it's all comfortable there's mm-hmm. no discomfort to it but mm-hmm. it's just like i get to see like ricky gets to see ricky as and three different styles right. from er- different eras okay you know like the sort of i think it's like early 80s late 70s like the bikinis where you'd like have the tan lines like you know you'd have like a low bikini but then you'd see like you, you have the other bikini right line? you have yeah. like a bikini tan <laughs> i've always wanted like a bikini tan with another bikini like oh that look God, I- doesn't that, that seem so amazing? Much. Like I could never burn my skin in that way, but never, I'll yeah. never see myself. I will that. never ever have that oh, look. That's wonderful. I feel like I would love sort of that Scarlett O'Hara mm-hmm. kind of wearing those around being like having the teeny weeny waist and the yeah. long train of stuff that people Great. had to carry. Right. And then I kind of feel like I'd want like eighties cheerleader kind of thing. Like, um, Great. like the, that blonde girl in 16 candles. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like I just like the I like that aesthetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I 
I gotta say, you know, I just auditioned for something mm-hmm. that I didn't even, I knew I wasn't right mm-hmm. for, but I, it took place in the eighties and mm-hmm. I was like, I am crimping my hair. Yeah. And once again, I crimped it and I was like, I don't, I know it's bad for my hair, so I wouldn't do it all the time. I think I might have to start really wearing crimped hair. It's I cute. Make so much fun of me. Mm-hmm. But Who cares? For having like flat, just like mm-hmm. limp blonde hair my whole life, that nothing gives of texture like crimping. It just does it. Yeah. It turns you into like a weird lion. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. You should do like just like a couple pieces. Yeah. Just have like it. Just get a, some mixed in fuzzy fritz. Like I got get to. like put your toe in the water. Just I'm gonna dip some, a toe. Yeah, and then I'll tell you what. I'm a, I I commit to. I'm going to a game night tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I commit to a partial crimp. Great. A partial. Crimp. I'm very excited <laughs> about this. Okay. Final category mm-hmm. is uh, let's do let's do superpowers that are. Um, it's not that like they're they're obscure superpowers. Like it's not that you can fly. Mm-hmm. You have three obscure superpowers. Okay. I want to know, this is a really dark one. Is it like the thing that actually makes someone come? Oh my God. Amazing. Like what's the real, like what's the real thing? Like the, everyone's the, true. The thing behind trigger. the thing. Yeah. Like what is the, like, what is this? Like, what is it? Yeah. I'd want to know that. Um, I would want to know. I wish I, there was a, I could do like a scale of like one to 10 or one to a hundred where the person you're dating, like you knew how serious they were about you, like what right. the real number was. Yeah. Seriousness radar. Yeah. Seriousness radar, but like an accurate number. So right. you could like compare your number. You could see your number and their number yeah. and see if it's a, in line. Yeah, so right. that one, um, another superpower. Um, I feel like if this would be a superpower for me is the ability to take a nap. Yeah. Oh, I'm terrible. I it feels like I might as well fly. Yeah. Like I, people close their eyes and take, and I'm just like, how it's not, I've never slept on a plane. I don't have that in my life. I can't nap. I can't like fall asleep without like law and order and sleeping pills and like total darkness. And yeah, it's like, you know, people who date me love it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But yeah, so napping would be my secret. Yeah. (laughs) I would also put napping as a superpower Mm -hmm. hands down. Okay. Now this is just the part where we determine which thing you get. So tell me when to stop. So, uh, Oh, did I just say stop at any point? Mm -hmm. Mm, Stop. Okay. I'm going to pause this, do some eeny, meeny, miny, mo stuff. Come Mm -hmm. back, give you your future. Cool. Send you on your way. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I feel real good about your results. Ooh. Um, God, where do I start with this? Well, first of all, let me just say you have a shock in Uruguay. Oh, all right. I'm going to throw that right That in means there. I'm writing a novel. You're clearly writing a novel. It means it's meant to be. I mean, listen, genius. You're just out there in the beautiful jungle of Uruguay. I've never been there, so I assume, I assume beautiful. it's lush. Yes. Okay. It's gorgeous. Um, you, uh, <laughs> listen, it, temperate weather is my understanding uh, about anything in that in that uh, area of the world. Mm-hmm. I want you to know you have multiple bikinis. Oh, good, good. Therefore, <laughs> multiple bikini tans. Oh, good. You I might can... have like a weird thing where it's like you can see four different t- tan lines where you're like, that's a little darker. That's a shade darker. Are those boy shorts? Yes, I also have yes. boy shorts. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Um, you're going to be almost like camouflage just in Ooh, the tan line area. That's good. That's a good look. Uh, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, this is something that you also can enjoy with your best friend, Dorothy from Golden Girls. <gasps> okay. So she, I'm I'll sure take she's going to have a lot of amazing tan lines as well. Yes. <laughs> um, you, uh, I want to thank you for bringing the world the amazing, tense uh, Hitchcock thriller under the deep black sea oh uh that uh stunned the world with its uh, <laughs> suspense. 
Um, now, for you personally, when you want, whenever you want, you can also dive into, and this is maybe good because you also have your simple shack in <laughs> Uruguay. You also can jump into the lushness of the Great Gatsby. Oh, good. So that's like polar opposite fabulous that's a good yeah i can um, go back to my shack anytime absolutely yeah. and also or just go into your candy room yeah just go to your <laughs> oh, uh your essentially your willy wonka's chocolate factory room it's also fantastic <laughs> this is an amazing shack i have yeah this really yeah. worked out um you also have the amazing ability to know what makes every single individual person come oh wow and your lights is- literally just flashed when you said that did you see that yeah, that's, that actually. Well, happened. listen, this is, you said it felt like you right. were getting, you were seeing a psychic. That uh-huh. is proof positive. <laughs> and uh, you know what it was? It was a message from the great beyond. Okay. Because you ended up with Mr. Johnny Castle. Oh, right. RIP. But in this world, mm-hmm. he's back. Yeah. Better than ever. Yep. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to do the lift. Ready to do the lift. <laughs> ready to make sure nobody puts you in a corner. <laughs> Ricky, that is Man, I love your that. mash future. Thank I feel very excited so about everything. Much. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm so glad we did this. Me too. Uh, I'm sorry that it uh, took us so long. And I say I'm sorry, but really what I'm sorry about is that I'm saying that because I'm sure everyone is tired of me saying that because every person, it takes about two years for of our schedules to align. Uh, bless the business. Yay. And um, listen, everybody, if someone listens to my podcast, I guarantee they already love you. So I'm not too worried about them finding you. But uh, is there anything you want people to know about in the in the present? Um, another period is right now on Hulu. It's only going to be there for another month. So watch season two. And it's going off streaming. So to do it right now. Get in there. Top of your watch list. Watch it. Enjoy it. Get in and all over some of my favorite people in the world. So uh, that's a great one. Hulu, streaming. Watch it. Uh, Ricky, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. As always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Now leaving Nerdist.com.